You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's good to be with you. Today, we're going to have some fun. I've got some of my friends on the Forest Hill staff with me on the podcast, and we're going to talk about what every good parent knows. So today, I've got Sally Warren, Darren Russo, and Lauren Burris. Why don't you all introduce yourselves around the table? Okay. I'm Darren Russo, and I've been on staff as the family ministry director for the last six months at the Fort Mill campus, and have a four and a half and a two and a half year old. So a lot of what I'm learning about parenting is happening. It's on the job training. Yeah, it so is. <laughs> um, good to be here with you guys to talk about these things today. Yeah. My name's Lauren. I am Darren's counterpart at the Ballantyne campus at the, as the family ministry director, and I've been married to my husband Josh for eleven years, and we have two kids, JL, who's seven, and Jonathan, who is four. So we're in the throes of parenting as well and learning all the good stuff all the hard stuff and yes. the, the fun things as well and lauren is back on the podcast she was on this one before uh about a year or so ago yeah. um it's probably our most popular podcast yeah. so you probably want to yeah, go back uh, and listen to yeah, that one I'm you can check that favorite. out it's really <laughs> <laughs> sally Okay, I am Sally Warren, and I am a marriage and family therapist on staff in the care and counseling ministry, and I work, um, a large part of my work at Forest Hill is with children and teenagers, so I work a lot with families there, and really love it. Excellent. Yeah, it's a good gig. Very good. Yeah, you do good work, Sally. <laughs> We're really appreciative of all that care and counseling does, but mm. Sally's probably our favorite. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So we're excited to share that uh, we're going to start providing short-term groups at Forest Hill Church this coming spring, and we're going to offer a couple different topics, but we're going to do some parenting-focused gatherings throughout the year at different campuses as well. And so we're going to host our first gathering at Fort Mill specifically, and maybe a, another one or so um, starting in February. So I've asked those around the table to join me to give you all a little preview of the topic that we'll be covering and what the events will look like. But first, let's talk about why we're doing this in the first place. So what's the vision and hope behind these events for parents? Yeah, well, to kind of root it in our family ministry vision to see kids, students, and families make Jesus the priority of their lives and really the philosophy behind what we're doing, the way that we make this happen is equipping parents to influence the life and faith of the next generation. And so this is a great opportunity for us to equip parents. One of the things that I wrote down uh, is the fact that we have we kind of view this event as an opportunity to create a relational space to inspire and influence the perspective and practices of parents in our communities. So it's a great way. I don't know very many parents that are saying, oh, I've got this thing figured out. This right. is easy. And uh, I think what we've seen is there's a benefit from getting parents together where they actually get a chance to hear some significant content, but then even creating some space for them to have conversations. And uh, there's probably nothing that's more uh, relevant than parents getting together and talking about some of the hardships. You know, parenting is hard, but it's good. And so really a few of the hopes is that we get a chance to equip the way that they think and their perspective uh, through the content, but then also... It's a great opportunity for them to make connections with other parents who are like-minded. And then we really believe that a lot of that will lead into some deep friendships, relationships, and just a sense of community involvement yeah. with Forest Hill. Yeah, that's really good. I, I appreciate that you said that uh, no one has this parenting thing figured out. Mm -hmm. 
if you do, come please be on the podcast. It would be great <laughs> to have you here too. But you know, there are some the parents who are older who have a little more experience that they can share from their successes and failures. And so I think that's part of the hope mm. behind this is in conversation that parents can share best practices in parenting and be like, I had this win, but I'm still trying to solve this puzzle with my preschooler or my elementary age or my adolescent child there. So I think that's really good. It's about the conversation and the encouragement and support that we want to be able to provide parents. Mm-hmm. The title of this event this season is called What Every Good Parent Knows. So what is the idea behind this title? Yeah, I think, you know, like Darren said, every parent wants to be a good parent. Yeah. Um, Whether you're a single parent or you have a partner in parenting, every parent wants to be better and they want to be a good parent. And so I think that's the idea behind that is, okay, if we want to be a good parent, what does it actually take to do that? And the other heartbeat behind it is that, Wherever you are in parenting, we want you to be a part of this. Um, So whether you are a single parent or you're in a co-partnership, this conversation and this environment is for you, for us to learn from one another, for us to encourage one another, um, and just to have some conversations about probably one of the hardest things you will ever do in your lifetime um, in raising children. Yeah. Well, the principle of we can always grow. We don't ever stop growing until we die. You know, with our, there's always something we can learn, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to parenting. So that's really good. It's about being better parents. Right. That's it. And every parent loves their kids, but there's we can be good parents, and that's what we want to tell our parents who are listening, who are a part of this. Yeah, I would add. Probably, it's interesting. I've been married for five and a half years. We were pregnant five months into marriage. And I always had people talk about the challenges of marriage. And really for, for me, it was when parent, uh, my kids showed up. And that was the beginning of really the reality of this is not yeah. easy, those variables. And now even how they influence marriage. Yeah, you really can't prepare to be a parent until you're a parent. Yeah. You know, you could read all that you want to, but you parenting is practical yeah. application to the max. So let's just put it out there. What does it take to be a good parent? What are some of the elements? What would y'all say? Mm-hmm. Well, I think... You know, every day if you keep your kids alive, <laughs> well done. We, yeah. we consider that the yeah. first win. Yeah. You are a good parent if your kids are alive at the end of the day. Yeah. But I think um, from my experience, the parents who I respect and admire are the parents who are present in the moment enough mm-hmm. to have the end in mind. So parents who know that they're not raising children, they're raising adults who are yeah. going to contribute um, to the good of society, to the good of the world. Um, and because of that, that shapes the way that they parent their kids as a preschooler, as a newborn, as an elementary schooler, or a middle schooler, or a high schooler, that when they have the end in mind, mm. um, it really shapes parenting. Because yeah. you're not, it's not a boys will be boys or a girls will be girls. It's a, my boy is going to be a man who's mm-hmm. going to contribute to a workplace, who's going to be a father, who's going to be a husband at some point. And yeah. so how do I parent now mm. with that end in mind? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of Andy Stanley quote. I think he says, uh, the greatest uh, contribution or legacy that you'll leave in this world may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Mm-hmm. Very much mm-hmm. that same perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And uh, I think even as a learner, I think it's, it takes a learner. A parent's got to be one who learns. It's a humbling experience. And uh, so I think you've just got to be position yourself to be willing to know that, hey, I'm going to learn along the way. And I've learned more in four and a half years of parenting than I've learned in years and years previous to that. Mm-hmm. Just that experience. Yeah. 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 That's really good. 
Well, what are some of the topics that we'll cover at these events? Yeah. Uh, basically want to let you guys know the content is coming from a book called Parenting Beyond Your Capacity uh, by Reggie Joyner and Carrie Newhoff. It's an excellent book. My wife and I read through this and it kind of sets up, I love how it sets it up in terms of that uh, there is no such thing as a perfect family. It's not a book that's going to kind of set you up to feel like you're not measuring up in a lot of areas. If anything, it gives you the sense that, you know what, this is process. Parenting is process and it's challenging and it's hard, but it's good. So a couple of, it really talks about five uh, values, five family values for you to think through. And I'll mention them here and then just kind of articulate a little bit about uh, each one of these. And I know Lauren's got some thoughts as well. Um, But the first one is uh, widen the circle. And it's the idea that you're not the only influence that your kid needs in your life. There's a lot of other folks. There are a lot of people that shaped my life and spoke into my life, especially as a middle school and a high school student that have had a significant uh, influence and left a lasting impression on me as well. So how are you as a parent looking to create opportunities to connect your your kids with other influences? It could be a a coach, certainly could be a music teacher, a lot of different ways to do that. But so that's the idea of widen the circle of the people that are influencing your kids. The second one is imagine the end. And this is the one that I get really excited about. We just kind of hit on this. But think about it for a moment. I think this is very compelling and visionary, but think about what do you hope is true of your kid when they grow up to be an adult? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ways to think about that. What does their relationship with God look like if you project, you know, when they're in their 20s or 30s? How would you describe their character? And then one of the questions I really like is, what will people say about my son Porter or about my daughter Adeline when they're in their 30s or 40s, how will they describe them? What are those things that they'll that will be true of them? So thinking about that now as a parent will help you be become much more intentional on the front end. So uh, that's imagine the, and then fight for the heart. I really like this because it, it goes back to trust. Like the significance of a relationship is connected with the trust level that's there. And it's really uh, creating a, a, an environment of unconditional love with your kid that they know that you love them, that you're there for them, that you're a consistent presence in their life. And that goes uh, miles and miles. It speaks volumes to a child in terms of their being able to trust you as a parent, but even setting the tone for their ability to trust that God is for them, that he is consistent as well. Uh, Then you've got create a rhythm. And uh, this has been really uh, neat and unique for my wife and I with our four and a half and uh, two-year-old, but increase the quantity of quality time that you spend together. And uh, one of the things it talks about uh, is that it's really, you think about the morning times and at meals and time that you're in the car. I mean, we spend literally hours probably in the course of a week being in the minivan. And uh, then at night, I think the thing that struck me the most about this thought is at night, I get a chance to put my kids to sleep. I don't view it that way. I'm like, man, I'm just ready for them to go to bed so I can, you know, just relax a little bit. But being able to take advantage and seeing those as really good opportunities to have conversations, to ask questions, to be inquisitive, just to to wonder about our kids with the questions that we ask. So creating a rhythm of that consistently. And then a final value here is make it personal. And uh, I like to say that, you know, your audience are your children. Your kids are watching and listening Mm. to your life, and that's going to shape a lot of their perspective uh, of who a person's supposed to be, what it looks like to connect with God, and just this idea that you need as a parent, and I as a parent as well, speaking to myself, that we got to put our personal growth first. Like, Mm. okay, if if I want to... I want my kid to, to trust and to walk with the Lord, then I need to really continue to do that in my own life and be intentional about that in my own life as well. So those are just a few of the family values that we're going to be talking about the content. So we embrace this 
philosophy of ministry, like Darren alluded to, that we want to equip parents to influence life and faith of their children. We say the next generation that God is raising up to lead our churches, to lead our schools, our government, our future, really, and that we can make significant deposits in their lives and their characters and their values to influence our future. And so something that we'll say is that God created the family and the church as two tremendous impacts over the life and faith of children, whether that's little kids or middle school, or even if you're parenting adult-aged children. But he designed, I think, the family and the church to work together. And so one thing that we embrace is something that's known as an orange philosophy. If you take the love of the family, which is represented by red, and you take the light of Jesus, which is represented by yellow in the church, and you combine those, then you get orange. And so this, you take two great influences and combine them to make a greater impact on the life and faith of kids. So you look at those five topics that Darren went over, and when it comes to the idea of widen the circle, I think that's one main reason why the church exists. I know it has influenced my life growing up in faith, is I have had people beyond my parents who have influenced the direction of my life, mentors, youth leaders, friends, that God has brought around you know, providentially in my life to influence me. But when you look at the other four, they're probably, the, the role that the church has in the other four is to remind you to remind you to imagine the end. Don't forget that today is today. It's really hard. (laughs) Will that baby ever sleep? Probably not, but (laughs) they will. They will. We promise. And we will get past it. Will my adolescent child, you know, will they, will they chill out? Will they mature? It doesn't feel like it today, but yes, stick with it. So the church is going to remind and encourage you. When you talk about fight for the heart, create a relational rhythm and make it personal, the church is saying, hey, we are here for you to remind you and encourage you to support you, to provide some tools and resources and ideas to do that. But probably the biggest one for me that has influenced my life is the idea of widen the circle. My parents benefited greatly from those who came around their kids, my brother and my sister. So uh, Darren, thank you for going through that overview. And I think it's those topics are really tremendous and the birth the the book is really worth reading. Well let's let's kind of change the topic up a little bit um, and talk kind of big picture of why the events are so valuable to parents from your standpoint, Sally, when it comes to care and counseling. Yeah, so I think we've already alluded to this some, but I think the idea of community is really important. Right. This idea that um, we can be together with other parents, families in a safe place where we don't have to have it all figured out. Um, a lot of parents come in my office and either confess things to me, like I, I yelled at my child, <laughs> did I ruin them? Or they just have this overwhelmed sense of, am I the only one that this is so hard for? And so mm-hmm. I think groups like this really create a safe space where parents can come together and um, be honest and real, that they don't have it all figured out and that the point isn't to have it all figured out and that we can encourage and support each other in this process. And I think that specifically in a church setting, it can be really easy to walk in on a Sunday morning and look around everybody else's kids who are dressed up and seem to be obeying uh, their parents and think about the fight our kids had in the car and the minivan on the way to church Mm -hmm. um, and just feel things like guilt and shame um, or look on Instagram or other forms of social media and see other families. And um, there's just this pervasive belief that everybody else seems to have this parenting thing figured out a lot more than us. So I think it really creates a space um, for parents to struggle together. And it's really Forest Hill saying, we're with you on this. We care about you. We want to help. Um, and be a part of this with you. So I think that that's a really important 
awesome thing. And then in addition to that, we want to give you tools. We want to actually help you figure out how to be better and better as a parent. Um, And then in addition to that, I also think that, you know, parents spend so much time caring for their children. So much of their lives is focused on meeting their children's needs physically, emotionally, everything. And to be able to pause and invest in themselves as parents is such a cool opportunity to say, hey, let's slow down. Let's really look at... um, how we're doing as parents, what we want to do better, what we feel like we are doing good. Um, and that, that doesn't just impact their parenting, but that also bleeds into all the other parts of their lives. Because when things feel really difficult at home, it feels really hard to connect, um, as a couple in marriage, right? That feels difficult. And then it feels hard to go to work and show up and be a valuable employee. So we believe that being able to really, um, pour into parents and look at that role specifically doesn't just help parents, but it helps, um, all the other parts of their lives, other roles that they're a part of. Yep. So I think it has, really um, good. lots of, of really awesome benefits. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. And if I'm, if I'm vulnerable, I, one of my struggles in parenting is that God designed family and mm-hmm. that children are a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I am stressed out in parenting, I am like the furthest away from trusting God that I can be because the moment is so intense. And so I really appreciate this idea of self-care, soul care that we're providing for parents in an effort to strengthen family. We want to say, hey, parents, it does start with you too. Your soul is valuable to us, mm-hmm. not just your child's soul, but yours as well. So that, that's really good. And I, I think that's <clears throat> that makes us healthy people. And I would love for you to speak in just to care and counseling in general. We mm-hmm. have this kind of approach to... Um, the, the, the power of living a healthy life. And it's not just like physical health or nutritional health, but spiritual health. And how does that influence or make us better spouses, friends, parents, and coworkers? You kind of alluded to that in the work environment, but we have like this holistic approach to addressing multiple areas in life. Sure. Yeah. I think that, um, people often over compartmentalize life. You know, this is my role as a parent. This is my role as a friend. This is my role as a spouse. And really, um, things are way more intermingled than that. And so I think when we, um, when we look at our role as parents, that's also impacted by all these other things. And that obviously the hedge kind of over all of that is our spiritual life. Like we are, um, C.S. Lewis says, we're not a body, we're a soul, right? right. Uh, with a body. Um, and so I think when we really think about it that way and we think about um, what does it look like to really nourish our soul so that we can be the best parent that we can be um, and really just represent God in, in all the different roles that he calls us mm-hmm. to, right? Um, yeah. So I think that, um, that that's definitely true. And I think that children present a really wonderful opportunity for sanctification mm-hmm. and <laughs> spiritual growth and development. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, that God really uses, um, our children to refine us and to bring out things that he wants to work mm-hmm. on in mm-hmm. us, right. Spiritually. And so I think being able to step back and not just, um, look at it in the context of parenting, but being able yeah. to also evaluate our own soul. What does God want to teach me? Yeah. What is he maybe um, drawing to my attention or, or how is he wanting to grow me and how is he maybe using my children to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It, the, the idea that <laughs> this sanctification in parenting and the, the whole idea that, you know, God loves my children more than I do mm-hmm. get my mind wrapped around that. So he's got them. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's got this, you know, and to do a reminder, I'm just joining God in the work that he's doing in, 
in my child's life, in our children's lives. But yeah. man, I get that mixed up. I want God to do my bidding instead of mm-hmm. partnering with God and mm-hmm. what all. he is <laughs> up to. Well, Sally, when, when it comes to um, extreme situations in parenting and in family, how does care and counseling exist to help parents parent beyond their capacity when it is just beyond our our control and our children have gotten to some habits and behaviors and um, have made some decisions. It's like we need some intervention. What mm-hmm. what role does care and counseling play? Yeah. So I think for parents out there that are kind of listening to this and thinking I we feel way beyond this, things feel way out of control. I need much more than a group. Um, we definitely have more resources for them. I think that um, that really calling and scheduling an appointment for counseling services is, is probably the best way that we can help, especially be able to address more specific situations themselves rather than, you know, more of an overview. So I think calling and scheduling an appointment is a really, really awesome way that you can um, receive help from us. And, and what we, we do a lot of different things. We, we see children. So, um, we can help children with different things that, that they're struggling with that maybe is contributing to difficult things in the home, whether that's managing emotions, um, behavioral issues, stuff like that. We also do work with parents. So we have lots of parents who come in and say, hey, um, this is where we feel like we're really not getting it right or we're really not on the same page and allow us to kind of speak inside that and come along side them. Um, and then another really neat thing that we do is we also work with whole families. So maybe not every session, but we also, um, like to work holistically with the family. So maybe that looks like sometimes we talk with mom and dad. Sometimes we talk with, um, one or multiple children. And sometimes we like to get the whole family together in the room and say, Hey, let's talk about what's going on all together and really explore what healing could look like. So there's lots of different routes and, um, and ways that we go about that. And a counselor would be able to kind of walk with a specific family and talk through what, what the best course of action would look like for them specifically. But I do think it's really neat for parents to know that if they feel like they are beyond their capacity, we do not want them to feel like they have to hide or feel ashamed or embarrassed that we really want to walk alongside them. And really the first step to that is calling and making an appointment. And then from there, we really walk through with them really closely the whole way through a healing process, yep. hopefully yeah. helping things get better. That's good. Mm-hmm. The reminder is that we're committed to spiritual health, but to the to health and well-being of the family. And that, that's why we're here. So yeah. I, yeah, you don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed to be a part of this. Um, it's a great advantage um, to take uh, to sign up for, or call, mm-hmm. or make a make an appointment for. Yeah. Well, let's mm-hmm. Sally. While you're kind of talking, um, why don't you? <laughs> Give us a quick overview of the other short-term groups sure. that are available, just kind of uh, some of the themes that we'll be covering, and then we'll uh, tie it back into the parenting one, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, so um, obviously we're talking about our parenting group now, but we're also offering several different groups, um, both this semester and in general. Um, so we're going to have two marriage groups at South Park and at Waxhaw this semester. Obviously we've got parenting at Fort Mill and at Valentine, and then we're also doing a personal identity group over at the Uptown campus. And the best way to find more information about any of those groups is really just to go onto the website where you can find information about how to sign up, costs, stuff like that. And what's the number for care and counseling? The number is 704-716-8775. Right on. Put you on the spot. Well done. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Well, Lauren, um, when we talk about the parenting short-term group, what would you think are some wins for for those who attend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest wins is that parents get to get out of the house with 
out their kids um, yeah. and spend some time, you know, when you talk about making it personal, yeah. actually um, going to listen and learn um, from those who have maybe gone before them and yeah. in this journey of parenting. Um, I would say the second thing is that you get to connect with other parents. Yeah. You know, Sally, you alluded to that. Sometimes we feel like we're on this island alone as parents and like, is anybody else going through what I'm going through with my child? Um, and so to connect with other parents who might be in the same season of parenting or who have gone before you will help um, you not feel so alone and give you the confidence um, to move forward and learning how to parent your child well. Um, and I think lastly, to, to learn and be encouraged so that you can leave more confident and a fuller um, version of yourself um, and, yeah. and connected to a community who's behind you, yeah. um, I think are, are some big wins for parents. Yeah, man, parenting families one of the best investments totally. we can make, whether Absolutely. it's financial or time, mm -hmm. relational. So definitely worth the investment. If I can add, I think um, we did a similar group, uh, marriage group back in the, in the fall, and there was a lot of laughter that took place. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, marriage and parenting are those two areas that, you know, if you can laugh about it, yeah. sometimes it just kind of helps alleviate some of the stress or the expectation that we experience. And uh, some of our, our best times, I think, will be people just kind of laughing about some of the stories that they share and those types of things. So it's, it's a lot of fun yeah. to get a chance to be with these other parents as well. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, like Sally said, you can find out more information at foresthill.org and how to register and get connected with those groups. So I'm going to wrap it up here, but would love to give you all a final chance to talk through any last advice or encouragement that you would have for the parents who are listening. We've given a lot and it's all mm -hmm. been really good. Uh, but any last words, you've just been itching and like, I wish I could say this. Here's your chance. Yeah. Well, the first thing I forgot to introduce my wife, Danielle, who's not here, but you know, it's good to be able to give her a shout out. Cause she's, yourself, man. she is 80% of our parenting happens, uh, because of her. She's amazing. But I would say this, I think, honestly, I think, um, I've had to lean into, the Lord in parenting in ways that I've never had to in other aspects yep. of my life. And I remember having a conversation with a buddy of mine who has kids similar age. I'm like, it's so hard sometimes. He's like, and he just said, you know what? You just got to lean into it. And so that for me has been a phrase, I think, that's been really helpful in the challenging moments when I'm tired, when my kid's just being obstinate or whatever it might be. Just that phrase pops back into my head, lean into it, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit and uh, just trusting the Lord. And uh, that's parenting. And it's the long haul yeah. But you leave a legacy. I think yeah. that's significant as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing I would encourage parents with is the to create a rhythm, um, but not only create a rhythm of, of relational capacity with your child, but create a rhythm of Sabbath, of, yeah. of resting, of self-care, um, which goes into the make it personal, um, but also make it a rhythm of asking for help. Um, yeah. we cannot parent alone. And I think that, you know, one of the great things about having care and counseling available literally in our fingertips, um, is that we can ask for help at any point, um, no matter what type of problem it is, um, or whether we're just at the end of our rope. Um, and I'm just tired. I need someone to listen or I need someone to say it's okay to take a nap, you know? And mm -hmm. so to create some rhythms, um, to, of self care and to ask for help, um, I think is, is something that's really important for parents to survive. Yeah. And I would say, um, that kids do not need perfect parents. Mm -hmm. You know, God did not ask us to be perfect. That's why he 
brought Jesus. <laughs> um, but he also doesn't need us to be perfect parents. I think that parents put a lot of pressure on themselves to get it right every time. And um, that's really not what kids need. That makes them feel like then they have to be perfect, yeah. <laughs> which creates its own set of problems. And so what kids really need is parents that um, that model grace and forgiveness and things like that. Um, so I would just encourage parents that to take the pressure off themselves that the goal and the highest value in your family does not need to be perfection. But, um, what does it look like to have forgiveness and grace in your family? Um, and don't worry if you don't get it right every time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good Mm -hmm. to connect what you said with what Lauren said is you don't have to be perfect, Mm -hmm. be present Mm -hmm. with your kid. That's, that's good parenting. So I think I would add the advice of pray to end your day. And so when I was in college and my, I was stressed about class or I was thinking about a relationship, I would pray myself to sleep, and that was my thing. And I'd be in the midst of prayer, and I got over this guilty feeling when I was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in college. Be like, oh my goodness, I fell asleep praying. What does God think of me? I'm like, what better way to fall asleep than praying? So mm-hmm. fall asleep praying for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know while we're thinking about it, our thoughts about our kids can keep us up at night. So mm-hmm. fall asleep with your spouse or. As you're with your eyes closed, just pray for your kids and let prayer take you into sleep in that way. And remember, if today didn't go the way you wanted it to when it comes to parenting, you're like, ah, man, today was rough. Grace is new tomorrow. Let's mm-hmm. let's go back at it again tomorrow. And we all know that you want to be good parents, so keep it up. Well, thank you all for being on the episode today. Can't wait to share it. And parents, we invite you to be a part of these gatherings this semester and on to the future so that you can shape and influence the life and faith of your kids. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for your grace to us and your mercy that we receive. And I pray this for our parents, that they would receive this and that they would know that every day is a chance to parent anew. And you forgive us and you heal us and you strengthen us. And we are always growing as we turn our lives towards you, as we fix our eyes on Jesus. And I pray that he would lead and guide our families in the direction that you want us to go, in the direction of glorifying God. And so we pray for healthy families, and we pray that uh, parents would take advantage of these short-term groups or care and counseling or the relationships and the ministries that we have uh, in the many different ways that are provided here um, and so uh, and elsewhere. Thank you for this time around this table with these friends. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest to you, visit foresthill.org.